Well, thank you all so much for the hearty welcome back. Even if I didn't hear from you directly, I can of course see the downloads and streams. So I know that you're out there still listening and I really appreciate it. Um, I, you know, I, it's, this means a lot to me. I don't know what else to say. Um, but anyway, if you, if you do care to reach out, I love hearing from all of you. So if you ever want to just, you know, uh, shoot me a message on, uh, Instagram or even through the website, just to say how it's going. Um, I, I always love hearing, uh, from y'all. If you feel like writing a review on whatever podcasting service you're using, uh, that also helps to boost the visibility of the podcast and, um, yeah, feel free to share or tell your friends. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not going for some particular, I don't have some particular goal in mind. My, my goal for the podcast has already in some sense been achieved, which is that, um, you know, my, my aim has always been to make it a resource for those of you that don't have a GVOT studio or who uh, are traveling or, or just, just need practices uh, for when you can't make it to class or whatever. And I know like so much has changed, right? We have Zoom now and we have so much, you know, access to online material that, um, you know, I mean, who knows? At some point, the podcast might just feel obsolete. Um, but in the meantime, let's, uh, let's do this. So, um, uh, again, you can support the podcast in a number of ways. You can share about it, post about it, um, write a review on your podcasting service. You can also donate to the podcast on yogastickler.com. Um, yeah, that, that's about it. But your listenership and your existence out there in the world is, um, is already supporting my heart. I just want you to know. <laughs> Anyhow, I'm going to post... Uh, this month's class uh, pretty early in the month. Uh, who knows? Maybe I'll get inspired and we'll even have two. I better not say that out loud. Otherwise, I'll feel committed to it. <laughs> All right. Let's see how this month goes. But anyway, wanted to post this nice and early for your, uh, for your practicing enjoyment. Thank you so much.
You know, that second part, it's um, it's kind of Sharon's, you know, homage to the St. Francis prayer. And um, the St. Francis prayer is, you know, make me an instrument of thy peace where there is hatred, let me so love, where there is injury, pardon, where there is doubt, faith, where, is there, where there is despair, hope, where there is darkness, light, that sounds familiar. <laughs> where there is sadness, joy. Grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love, for it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, it is in dying, and then Sharon has this in parentheses, to the self, that we are born into eternal life. And, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not Catholic. <laughs> I'm not any sort of Christian, but I do really like St. Francis, um, you know, of course, starting with his uh, love for the animals and his uh, recognition that um, you know, all all beings are, are part of this you know interconnected um, ecosystem that that we live on, and and um, that we don't necessarily uh, sit above or below um, any any living being. Um, in fact, well, let me get to that in a second. So so I sort of knew when we got to. A parigraha, right? A parigraha is the fifth yama, so the fifth restraint that is recommended for practice if one is interested in 
attaining the goal of yoga. So a party gaha. Oh wait, 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 wait. We gotta make it official. Hang on. Aparigraha. <laughs> it's better to chant these things, I think. Um, so aparigraha means not grasping all around, not grasping everywhere. And, or you could just say like not grasping or not uh, hoarding, not taking too much, etc., like that. So, I knew when the topic came up, um, I, I was sort of inspired this time around that I wanted to talk about St. Francis. And in particular, I was interested in sharing with you all something about his practice of non-possession. So I was, you know, preparing for class and, <laughs> you know, wanted to do my research. Um, you know, there's, there's a, a particular sort of passage in, um, you know, that, that it, it, it goes something like this. It's like when, uh, when we have possessions, when we have possessions, we need laws and guns to defend them. And I had wanted to, you know, construct my talk for today around that, um, quote, but I also wanted like a little more context just to make sure that I was getting the context right. And that I could as accurately as possible share his ideas of non-possession. Now, St. Francis was a monk, right? And so he, he really practiced not possessiveness. He like, you know, renounced his family wealth, uh, you know, renounced his inheritance. He, you know, had like an itchy scratchy horse robe and like a, a, a begging bowl. And like, that's, you know, that's it. And he also made his monasteries or, you know, his, his, uh, thing was to make the monasteries be non-hierarchical. So he really tried, um, to kind of keep everybody as equal as possible in his monetary, uh, monetary system. Well, sort of, okay, you know, monastery system. And, you know, there, there are parallels to this idea in some of the tra traditions that come out of yoga as well, like Buddhism and uh, even Bhagavad Gita and, and Hinduism, where, um, you know, where if you're a monk, of course, like non-possession, practicing non-possession is kind of somewhat obvious. Um, you don't own anything. Uh, everything is given to you, you know, you beg for your food and, you know, everything is given, uh, to you, uh, what, what you have, but there's also, you know, both in, you know, Buddhist tradition and in, in the Hindu understanding is like, there's also people who practice, but who are living in the world, right? So-called householders. So, um, they need a way to practice too. And, you know, it seems that the recommendation is to, you know, simplify where possible, um, you know, not to take more than you need, uh, not hoard resources, uh, to give away resources and be helpful in spreading resources about. If you have more than you need, you can share those resources. And also to kind of practice a 
like a mental version of non-possession, meaning like the acknowledgement that nothing is, is really permanently mine. Like even if you, even if you paid for it, right? Even if you paid for your new iPhone or like I, I bought a new harmonium, right? It, it's only really temporarily in my possession, even if I gave resources to get it. It's either, you know, either it's going to break or maybe someone steals it or maybe, uh, you know, something, something will eventually happen that it is no longer in my possession. So it's, it's sort of a temporary relationship between me and my harmonium or me and my I know, uh, iPhone or whatever. You can interchange any any object here <laughs> or like I will die and then it's not my harmonium anymore but you see it's an acknowledgement that like there's an impermanence to to everything even the things we call mine right so anyway that was going to be my um that was going to be my talk right and then when I was looking online and like looking for resources to to kind of like back up my opinion <laughs> <laughs> I was researching that quote and like the third or fourth, you know, Google hit that came up uh, for the quote, you know, when we have possessions, we need laws and, and guns to defend them was an entire essay of someone arguing that that quote, uh, that, that a bunch of, you know, bunch of weirdos are like misinterpreting this St. Francis quote to mean that he was like a, an anarchist and a communist and, and this and that. Well, you know, technically he was like, he didn't, you know, he believed in, you know, higher law versus, you know, human laws. And he believed in total, um, you know, hierarchy -less leadership. So, you know, kind of, um, but anyway, he makes he, the, this person goes on to make this argument essentially inverts the whole idea of, of non-possessiveness and he sort of makes this argument sort of for um the opposite like the exact opposite of my understanding of the <laughs> and so i found this to be so interesting and you know at first like my gut reaction was like oh it's like a gut punch like devastating that people would misunderstand uh the spiritual teaching so hardcore and then but then it also made me think like okay you know where's the grasping here right is there a part of me that um grasps at other people's ideas or twists and turns them in order to bolster my own worldview right it, to what extent am I uh, reaching and grasping and holding on to um, misunderstandings in order to kind of pump up my sense, my own sense of being right about, uh, you know, whatever it is. Uh, so, um, so I, I found that to be a very interesting journey to go on in terms of looking at other ways that grasping may sneak in, in terms of our thoughts and knowledge and intellect, as well as um, things, right?
So there you have it. Let's come into downward dog. Okay, walk the feet forward towards the hands and fold forward over the legs. I'll get it together, don't worry. Okay, go ahead and uh, separate the feet, bend the knees, come into a deep squatting position with the hands together at the center of the chest. Bring the hands down to the floor, raise the hips up and fold forward over the legs. Bring the hands to the waist, lift all the way upright to a standing position and exhale arms alongside the body. Good, legs together, feet together, preparing now for sun salutations, Surya Namaskar. Exhale a full breath out. With your inhale, reach the arms up overhead, hands pressed together, look back. Exhale, fold all the way forward over both legs. Inhale, halfway lift to prepare. Exhale, hop, step, or walk back gently. Inhale, up, facing dog. Exhale, downward Breathe out one. Inhale. Hop, step, or walk back. Chaturanga. Oh, Heather, hi. Inhale, upward dog. Exhale, downward dog. Helen, Megan, all right.
deeply bend the knees reach the arms up exhale stand up release the arms inhale bend knees reach arms up exhale hands to the earth folding forward inhale look forward exhale chaturanga inhale upward facing dog exhale downward facing dog inhale step the right foot forward warrior one virabhadrasana one Exhale, open hips and arms to the side, Virabhadrasana 2. Inhale, straighten the right leg. Exhale, reach to the right for triangle. Place the right hand down, reach the left arm up. Breathe in. Breathe out. Inhale. Exhale, 2. Inhale. Exhale, 3. Inhale. 
exhale, inhale, exhale, inhale, lift all the way upright to a standing position, exhale, bend the right knee, warrior two, breathe in, breathe out, one, inhale, exhale, two, inhale, exhale, three, breathe in, Breathe out, four, inhale, exhale, inhale, straighten the right leg, exhale, bend the right knee, place the right hand outside of the right foot, reach the left arm all the way over the left ear, extended side angle, breathe in, breathe out, one, good, inhale, exhale, two, breathe in. Breathe out, three, inhale, exhale, four, inhale, exhale, inhale, both hands to the floor, step right into a plank, exhale, Chaturanga, inhale, upward facing dog, exhale, downward facing dog, inhale, left foot steps forward, Virabhadrasana, one. Exhale, open to the side. Inhale, straighten left leg. Exhale, reach to the left for triangle, trikonasana. Inhale, exhale, one. Inhale, exhale, two, breathe in. Breathe out, three. Inhale, exhale, four, breathe in. Breathe out, inhale, stand all the way upright. Exhale, bend left knee. Virabhadrasana, two, inhale. Exhale, one, inhale. Exhale, two, breathe in. Breathe out, three, inhale. Exhale, four, breathe in. And breathe out, inhale, straighten left leg. Exhale, bend left knee, place left hand outside of left foot. Reach right arm over right ear, extended side angle. Breathe in, breathe out, one, inhale. Exhale, two, inhale. Exhale, three, breathe in. Breathe out, four. Inhale, exhale, inhale, place both hands down, step right into a plank, exhale, Chaturanga, inhale, upward facing dog, exhale, downward facing dog. I was thinking about this idea of drawing boundaries about around things as I was falling asleep and how Anytime we are sort of putting boundaries around anything, we suddenly have to defend that thing, right? And even like the shape of the yoga mat was just reminding me of the sort of shape of the way that we sort of carve out, you know, pr property ownership, land ownership. And do you ever, do you ever get really possessive about your spot in the yoga room? Like I used to be really specific about my spot. And if I walked in and someone was already in my spot, that was like upsetting to me. I would even come to class like half an hour early so that I could sit in my spot. 
for that whole time. <laughs> Inhale, step the right foot forward. Exhale, lower the left knee down. Inhale, reach the arms up. Exhale, hands to prayer. Twist to the right side. Hook your left arm outside of your right leg. Now optional to tuck the left toes under, lift the left knee up for standing spinal twist. I'm not saying you can't have a preference. You can, of course, have a preference for where you want to be in the yoga room. But then where, where, do, you, where do you back off of that preference and just not, you know, not decide you have to like uh, defend it either internally or externally. Inhale, both hands to the floor. Exhale, start to extend the front leg. You can move the back foot a little bit in to get the back heel down, but don't try not to overdo it. Try not to hugely shorten the stance here. Inhale a breath, look forward. Exhale, fold forward. Head goes down towards the right leg. Breathe in. Breathe out one. Inhale. Exhale two. Inhale. Exhale, three, inhale, exhale, four, inhale, exhale, good, inhale, look forward. Now keep the overall shape of the legs the same. Walk the hands as far forward of the front foot as you possibly can. And then for this variation, push your hands forward forward against the floor or blocks, if you like, almost like how in downward dog, we're like pushing the floor away from us using the hands. Two more breaths. Breathe. Breathe out. Good. Walk the hands back either side of the right foot. Now, bring, uh, start to heel toe the right foot a little to the right and bring your right hand inside of your right foot. Turn the right toes just a couple of degrees to the right, not too much. And then, uh, go ahead and straighten the right leg again, but with both hands staying on the inside of the right foot. And again, uh, use that, uh, imagine you're like pushing against the floor to take the hips up and back even more. Three, good, especially that right hip. Lift the right hip up and back. Yeah, that's right, I know. It's a little unusual, it's a little out of the norm. <laughs> good, bend the right knee. Now take the right leg up and back like a down dog splits. Right leg. I thought I said it wrong at first, <laughs> it happens, you know. And now step the right foot all the way outside of the left hand. So cross it all the way over. Yeah, all the way over. Yes, that's it. And then see about taking the hips back so much that you're straightening the right leg. Now, you could even go so far as to flex the right foot and kind of kick the pinky toe side of the right foot down into the floor. Think of taking the hips up and back. Keep pushing the hips up and back. Good, bend the right knee, step all the way back, downward facing dog. Okay, inhale, step the left foot forward between the hands. Exhale, lower the right knee down to touch the floor. Inhale, reach the arms up. Exhale, hands to prayer, twist to the left side. 
as an option, you could raise the back knee up, standing spinal twist. One, two, breathe in. Breathe out, three. Keep straightening the back leg. Breathe out, four. Inhale. Exhale, inhale, hands to the floor, framing the front foot. Exhale, start to straighten the left leg. If you're adjusting the back foot, just be mindful not to shorten the stance so, so much. And then fold forward. Good. Breathe in. Breathe out. Inhale. Exhale. Two. Breathe in. Breathe out. Three. Inhale. Exhale. Four. Breathe in. Breathe out. Good. Lift the head and the chest. Walk the hands as far forward of the left foot as possible. And then you're pushing the hands forward against the floor, almost like down dog in the upper body. Keep lifting the hips up and back. Two. Breathe in. Breathe out. Three. Inhale. Exhale. Four. Inhale. Exhale. Good. Walk the hands back either side of the left foot. Now, heel to the left foot a little to the left and bring the left hand to the inside of the left foot. Turn the left toes out slightly and then again, take the, uh, take the hips up and back as much as you can. You know, even as I'm listening to myself, I can hear Sharon's voice in my head saying, you know, don't say take in class, take this pose, take your block, take, because we, we already, most of us take enough, right? <laughs> and then it becomes, then even sort of subliminally, it becomes about grasping even within uh, the asana class. So I'm going to try not to say that for the rest of the class. <laughs> You'll probably catch me slipping up, but I will try. <laughs> Bend the left knee. Good. Lift the left leg up and back. Down dog splits. Mm -hmm. Now, bring the left foot all the way across to the outside of the right hand and then work to straighten the left leg. You could even flex the left foot and kind of kick the pinky toe side of the foot down into the floor, even as you're lifting the hips up and back quite a bit. with your inhale bend left knee exhale step back downward facing dog inhale step right foot forward virabhadrasana one warrior one exhale straighten the right leg bring the right arm down alongside the body inhale left arm reaches up Exhale, reach all the way forward and down for rotated triangle, Parivrita Trikonasana. Left hand to the outside of right foot, right arm reaches up. One. That's it. Uh, push weight into the back foot especially. Strong and straight back leg. Three. Inhale. Exhale. Breathe in. 
And breathe out, inhale, frame the front foot with both hands. And then tucking the left knee all the way to the right side of the right foot, coming to sit down for a seated spinal twist. Inhale, left arm reaches up. Exhale, twist to the right side. Breathe in. Breathe out, one. Inhale. Exhale, two. Inhale. Exhale, three, inhale. Exhale, four, inhale. Exhale, inhale, turn to face front. Exhale, counter twist. Inhale, turn to face front. We'll set up for Gomukhasana. So right knee over the left knee, feet out to opposite sides. If this is bothering the knees, you could optionally lay on the back and hold onto your feet like so, kind of pulling the feet away from one another. So hold onto the tops of the feet or the toes. Imagine you're reaching the chin forward of the knees, the point of the chin reaching forward. Yeah, that's it. And if you're, if you're on your back, there's a way that you can almost like pull on the feet to get into the hips. You feel it? Yeah, great. Inhaling, lift all the way upright. We're going to twist to the right. Keep the legs the same. Start to twist. So initially, my left forearm is pushing against my right leg. My right hand is behind my back. And those two uh, contact points are helping me to twist. Now, if you would like, <laughs> you could reach the right arm all the way around behind and try to catch uh, your right toe, yeah, your right hand to your right toe, and you could catch your left hand to your left toe, and then you could pull yourself even more into the twist. Good, inhaling, turn to face forward. Exhaling, counter twist. Inhale, turn to face forward. If you'd like to move through low lasana, cross the ankles, press the hands down to lift up. Otherwise, you can make your way back to downward dog any way you like. <laughs> yes. <sighs> Inhale, left foot steps forward, Virabhadrasana one. Exhale, straighten left leg, left arm down alongside the body. Good. As you reach the right arm up and a little bit back, see that you can press the right foot even more firmly down into the floor. And then try to keep that weightiness in the back foot even as you reach the right arm forward and down. Good, left arm up, one. Breathe, breathe out. Mm-hmm, strong and straight back leg, three. Inhale, exhale, four. Inhale. Exhale, good. Inhale, both hands to the floor. Exhale, step into the seated spinal twist. So right knee all the way to left side of left foot. Inhale, right arm reaches up. Exhale, twist to the left side. Inhale. Ardha Matsyandrasana, regular first. Exhale, inhale. Exhale, two. Inhale. Exhale, three. Inhale, exhale, four, inhale, 
Exhale, inhale, face front. Exhale to counter twist. Inhale, face front, stacking up the knees. Gomukhasana. That's it. Uh, so again, you can lay on your back if it's bothersome to your knees. Uh, go ahead and hold onto the feet or the toes and fold forward. Reach forward. One. Inhale. Exhale. Inhaling, lift all the way upright. Now twist to the left. Keep the legs the same. Left hand on the floor behind the back and right forearm pressing into left leg to help with the twist. And then you have the option. You could, you could try to work into the bind. So reaching the back arm around for the, uh, for the left toes. It's a bit of a pretzel situation. It's hard to tell what's right and what's left in this situation. <laughs> and then by pulling on the toes or the feet, turn a little bit deeper into it. And inhaling, turn to face front. Exhale, little counter twist. Inhale, turn to face front. So if you would like to practice low lasana, bend the knees into the chest and cross the ankles and make your way back. Otherwise, coming back into downward dog any, any Monday way that you would like to. <laughs> okay. Walk the feet two to three inches closer to the hands. That's not very much. That's only a very small amount. Lift the right leg up and back behind you. And then bring the right knee all the way across to the left upper arm. Left upper arm. Try to touch as high up on the left upper arm as possible. And then bend the elbows and see if you could come into the arm balance. Ekapada Kundinyasana two, three? I can't remember. There's so many of them. I can't remember which one is which. <laughs> yeah, anything you like with your legs, any variation for today. That's the advantage of having a substitute teacher. <laughs> Okay, step all the way back, downward dog. <laughs> I, I'm joking, of course. You know, subbing is not easy, no matter how long you've been doing this. Subbing is like kind of fun. Okay, reach the left leg up and back. Mm -hmm. Bring the left knee all the way up to the right upper arm. Try to take, uh, try to have the knee even higher up than the elbow, than the point of the elbow, and then start to shift the weight forward into the hands to balance. If you can free up that back foot, then you can go ahead and take any, you can go ahead and move into any variation with the legs that you happen to be working on. Yeah, nice, or multiple variations, beautiful. Yeah, you do you. <laughs> Love it. Okay, make your way back, downward facing dog. Great, knees to the floor. We'll practice inversions next. So you, you're welcome to come into headstand and stay in headstand for the full five minutes. Otherwise, if you'd like to start with a little handstand or a little forearm stand and then 
you could always finish up your time in headstand as you like. In other words, yogi's choice, as we used to say back in the day. <laughs> if you need some assistance or you just need some guidance, suggestions, and assist, whatever you need, just ring your call button and I'll make my way over with magazines and peanuts. I, I wasn't exactly joking when I said that subbing is still challenging even after so many years of teaching, right? Um, but I still do it because I sort of love, um, I sort of love, of course, being able to um, give other teachers the freedom to have a day off or if they need rest, uh, need to rest if they're not feeling well. So I, I love having that opportunity. But it is interesting because you do come up against people's expectations, right? Um, they're walking in, expecting their favorite teacher, thinking that they have an idea of how they want their yoga class to go. And then they see your face and you can almost just see <laughs> the disappointment arise at times. <laughs> and that, ha that experience is also, you know, it's good to stay humble. It's good to be, you know, to have those experiences. And it also reminds me about softening my expectations in, in the classes that I'm taking and uh, in the practices I'm doing as well. So, you know, it can be good to check in with our, with even the ways that grasping shows up in the practice as far as what we expect to gain from the practice, what we expect to get from the practice. We expect to see and be seen by our favorite teacher. And, and so, you know, I always have to take care that my mind doesn't go so far down that road that I end up at the conclusion that I should have no preferences at all. That's not where we're going. <laughs> so if you went that way, make a U-turn, backtrack, and at the fork in the road, <laughs> come back. <laughs> Come back. It, you know, the idea is more noticing those preferences, noticing those tendencies, and then like, and then like being okay anyway, or maybe even being curious about it. Just about one more minute. If you came down to rest, perfectly fine. If you're up, stay up in it.
And then for those that are still working, start to make your way into child's. Downward facing dog, Adho Mukha Shvanasana. Inhale to plank. Exhale, Chaturanga. Inhale, upward facing. Exhale, downward facing. Inhale to plank. Exhale, lower all the way to the floor. Bring the arms alongside the body, palms of hands facing up to the ceiling. With an inhale, lift up head, chest, legs for Shalavasana. One. Exhaling slowly, release down. Bend the knees, reach back, catch hold of the ankles. Inhaling, lift on up, head, chest, and knees. Exhaling slowly, release down. Again, bend both knees. Reach back, catch hold of the ankles. Inhale, lift up, Hanyurasana. And exhale, release down. Place hands either side of chest. Inhale, lift forward and up into upward dog. Exhale, go back downward dog. Lift the heels high up. Bend the knees, look forward past the hands and either hop or walk all the way through to sit down and lay down on the back. Feet on the floor, lift the hips up, interlace the hands together behind the back, extend the arms, rock the shoulders a little bit more underneath. Separate the hands, release the back to the floor. You know how we do. Three wheels, five breaths each. You can, you know, 
if you're needing today uh, to continue with half wheel or, or mix half wheels and full wheels, you can do. Uh, but three of something, <laughs> five breaths each. <laughs> No rush. When you are finished, hug the knees in so that I know when we're all finished. But no rush if you still have some back bending to do. Do it. Bringing both knees to the left side. You could eagle wrap your legs if you like. Knees to the left to twist. So I know we don't usually do it this way. <laughs> But just for a few breaths, you know, usually we like anchor the legs down first, even if the shoulder is up and we're kind of breathing the shoulder to the floor, but just to feel what happens when you do the other way. So let the legs lift up a little bit, anchor the shoulder down, and then try to keep the shoulder down as you let the weight of the legs go towards the left side, even if they're not all the way down. and then go back to the original way. Legs all the way down, even if the shoulder comes up. Or if, if both stay down, then you've got nothing to worry about. <laughs> Bring the knees up to the center. Let's go to the other side. So the, the way that we typically set this up is that we anchor the weight of the legs down first, right? So go ahead and do that. Even if it means you have to kind of lift and turn the, the chest a little bit. And then allowing gravity to kind of affect the weight of the 
uh, left shoulder moving towards the floor. But now, again, just to experience a slightly different configuration, just to feel what that different twist feels like or what it feels like to have a different um, anchor to the floor, go ahead and let the weight of the legs lift up a little so that you can press the left shoulder blade against the floor. And then let the weight, let, let gravity kind of move the legs in the direction of the floor, even if they're not touching kind of changes the experience of the twist in there. All right, and then go back to the original way. The best way. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> it is better for a number of reasons, but it, it is sometimes good to experience those different, those how that changes the experience of the twisting. Good, bring the knees all the way up to the center. Unwrap the legs if they were wrapped. Place the left foot on, on the floor and lift the right foot off the floor. Now, I placed a belt near everyone that was in the room. And if I could come and place a belt near all of you who are joining virtually, I would. <laughs> and I do apologize for not having set you all up earlier if you're uh, tuning in on Zoom. But we've all got a belt and it's got a little loop in it. Loop that loop, loop the loop. Loop that loop around the right foot, but then we're gonna hold it in a slightly different way than the use. Oh, we need a slightly bit bigger loop here. Hang on. Feed your whole hand through the loop. Nah, through, through. <laughs> Hang on. Let your hand go in and then kind of link your thumb around one side and your pinky around the other side so that you're, it's kind of catching the wrist, yeah? Okay, great. Don't worry. If you're on Zoom, I'm going to try to show. So let's see which, which is the camera. This must be the camera. Okay, so we've got a loop and we're holding it a little bit different way. We've got the foot in the loop the hand in the loop, and then we're kind of letting the loop pull a little on the wrist as we just lightly grip the sides of the loop with the fingers and the thumb. For me, this is nicer on my wrists and fingers than, than gripping um, the tail end of the belt. You can kind of let the hand relax a little bit better. Okay, so now we're not doing what you think we're going to do. <laughs> we're going to do something way harder. So instead of like, you know, in like many yoga classes, sometimes you would now take the, you would now move. We're not taking anything. We're moving. <laughs> you would move the right leg all the way over to the left. We're not doing that one. Instead, move the right leg across your midline only, so just across your heart. Then imagine that you wanna pull your toes to like touch the floor over your left shoulder. So it's not exactly like we're taking it all the way to the side, but we are working on the, sort of the same area that we were working on a bit in standing. Yeah, good. Ready? Wee. oh. 
I know, I know the look. When I see the look, I'm like, we've got the right, got the right spot here at the sweet spot. <laughs> okay, come on back to the center. Uh, so go ahead and loop. <laughs> so at home, you know, if you if you made the ooh face, that's the, the ooh that sparkles, <laughs> then that's the right spot for it. Okay, let's switch legs. So you're gonna loop <laughs> your loop around the left foot. So if the other way of holding your loop is better for you, you can of course do it your way. But um, you know, but if you like this grip, you can um, you can maintain it. Okay, good. Breathing here. Okay, so now left leg just goes across the center of the chest. So we're not taking it all the way to the side, but then you're gonna pull your left toes as if you wanted to touch your right ear. There it is. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to feel things when you're so flexy. Okay, come on back to the center. Put the belt off to the side, feet on the floor. Come all the way up to a seated position. Straighten the legs forward out in front of you. You can face either direction. Straighten both legs out. Flex the feet and fold forward. I never know what to do in Paschimottanasana, right? Because the feet aren't supposed to go towards the altar, but the back isn't supposed to go to the altar. So it's like, I don't know. Just whichever direction you're facing, do it with love and it'll be right. <laughs> it'll be fine. Lifting all the way upright. Bend both knees into the chest. Open both knees to the sides, feet together, and fold, fold forward, Baddha Konasana. Good, lift all the way up. Keep the shape of the legs the same, but lay down on the back for Supta Baddha Konasana. I know, see, all these decisions, it's, it's like a, <laughs> it's like a little puzzle. Okay, <laughs> you can stay here. You can stay in Supta Baddha Konasana, or you can practice shoulder stand. So um, if you're not sure which one uh, you want to do or if you need help setting up or anything like that, uh, let me know. I'm happy to come around. 
Yeah, or Vipri Dukrani, also a good choice. For shoulder standers, you can move through plow and roll all the way onto the back. Now, if you were practicing shoulder stand, come into fish, matsyasana. If you weren't practicing shoulder stand, um, you don't have to take fish, but you but you can. And then lifting chin to chest, slowly make your way onto your back. Shavasana.
Start to deepen the breath. Bring some movement into the body. Come on up to a seated position. Choose a comfortable seat for meditation. have a real grasping problem with knowledge. <laughs> I love to devour books and texts and that's where I get very grabby. <laughs> and <clears throat> knowledge, all of the things that we know, sometimes that also very much feels like ours. And yet, when we examine and contemplate where all of our knowledge comes from, it all comes from other people. Everything from tying my shoe, learning to walk, to Sanskrit study, yoga study, has all come through the many infinite teachers in our lives. 
And as it happens, this is a time of year where we, in particular, honor all of the teachers that have contributed to our knowledge. So in your own way, in whatever way feels authentic and right for you, contemplate one of those teachers or many Thank you all so much for making time for practice. Thanks to everyone joining us online. Thank you, thank you, thank you.